Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Self-esteem is fine. Body image is bad. Always has been. It's all of this that I don't like and never have. Uh, to give you an idea of how bad it is, I was asked to do a photo shoot for a magazine, a magazine with a degree of uh, kudos. They had an impressive photographer at the ready. They had wardrobe, hair, makeup, all that sort of stuff. And they said to me, we can do anything you like. And I turned it down because I couldn't think of any way that they could make me look nice. Aww. Now, I've been trying to work out where this might have come from, how it started. I don't think it came from my parents or my childhood. My parents have always been incredibly supportive and encouraging. It was my dad that told me I could draw a passable budgie in the first place. <laughs> They've always been very encouraging. They always told me I was funny and clever and pretty, all of these things. I remember being 18 and I was going out on a Saturday night with the girls all dressy dress. And as I came down the stairs, my dad popped his head out of the living room door and he said, Mind if I was 30 years younger. Now I know what he's doing, but it's creepy, isn't it? <laughs> and also I worked it out. If he'd been 30 years younger, had he been 13? That's not good either. <laughs> I think the main that might have instigated this feeling I've always had about myself is something that happened to me when I was 13. It was the first time I was allowed downtown, so down at the South Shields town centre where I'm from, on my own. I went straight from school, I got off the bus at the marketplace, I'm still in my school uniform, and the market had closed for the day, but all that was left were like the bare bones of the market stalls, the long wooden slats and the big metal poles, and a couple of fellas who were dismantling the market stalls and loading them onto a wagon. And I walked around those fellas, and not wide enough as it happened, because as I walked around them, one of the fellas swung one of the big metal poles so close to my face that I felt the air move, and I stood in shock. I'm 13 and in my school uniform, and instead of apologising to me, he came right up to my face, and he said, it wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> now, I'd love to say we found him, and we've brought him here tonight. <laughs> And we're all going to kill him with poles. <laughs> your weapons are under your seats, you know, like a fucked up opera. <laughs> but sadly, that is not the case. To be fair, though, he was mid-60s at the time, so it's safe to assume he's already dead. Hooray! Yay! 
to give you an idea of what I was like at school, I was very quiet at school, I was very bookish, I was good at school, I was in top class for everything, I wasn't uh, popular at school, I didn't have many friends, and at various points I didn't have any friends. All I need to tell you is this, at the age of 12, I invited my maths teacher to my birthday party. <laughs> it wasn't even my birthday party, it was my sister's birthday party, and my mum said I could bring a friend if I liked, and she is who I chose. And she came, and she was an absolute delight. She made sure the cake was all evenly divided. <laughs> at the age of 14, we did this thing at school. They called it a career questionnaire. They sat us in front of the one computer that our school had at the time. The keyboard was the size of a fucking tabletop. <laughs> Spacebar. And... <laughs> Individually, we were to answer several questions with yes or no answers. And at the end, the computer program would spit out what it thought you should do for a living. So I sat there, answered several questions, yes or no answers. And at the end, the job it thought I should do was a long-distance lorry driver. <laughs> now, I can't remember what those questions were, but I've been having a think, and I've come up with three. Do you like pasties? <laughs> yes. Do you like Yorkies? Yes. Would you be okay with one brown arm? <laughs> yes. Now, a few years ago, a girl from school emailed me via my website, and I'd like to read that email to you now, if I may. So it starts, Hi, Sarah. Before you think, who the hell is this writing to me? I used to be Lynn Turner. Well, I suppose in a way I still am, but my name changed when I got married, not just my waistline. I just had to write and get in touch after hearing you on Radio 5 and then spotting you on ITV. You look great, you've hardly changed, how are you doing? I've just been looking at your website, it all looks amazing. I was watching the TV on Saturday night with my husband and two boys and you appeared. Thanks, Sarah, you've actually done my street cred, the world of good. My boys, aged 11 and 10, are very impressed that mum went to school with someone famous. We were talking about it all night. Do you ever get back home to South Shields? I hardly ever get back there. I moved down south when I was 21. I'd met my husband, a southerner, and we set up home in Romford. He travels with his job, so we've been lucky enough to live all over the world. We next moved to Denmark, where I gave birth to Giles, and then moved on to Rome, where I gave birth to Harvey. Family complete, we moved to the Middle East. We moved from there to Monaco. <laughs> we moved from there to Monaco, then The Hague, followed by a three-year stint back up north in Jesmond before eventually settling down in leafy Hampshire. We've lived here for four years now, so life is as settled as it gets. I decided I had to do something else with my life and went back to work last year as a teaching assistant. I'd really love it if you could find the time to write and get in touch, or if you're down in this neck of the woods, it'd be great to see you again. Take care, Lynn. She was one of my bullies. <laughs> but she wasn't a punchy bully, she was a psychological bully. She to try and fuck me up, I suppose. I remember one time she came up to me in the playground and she said to me, uh, did you write into Just 17 this week? And I went, no. And she went, oh, well, thought you had. And off she flounced. So on the lunch break, I went to the newsagent and I bought a copy of Just 17. Now, if you don't know what Just 17 is, it's a magazine that you read until you're 15. <laughs> if you're still reading it at 17, something has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> because now you should be reading more magazine and learning about the positions of the fortnight. <laughs> and just so you know, 
I've got a wheelbarrow now. Doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> so I'm standing outside of the newsagent with a copy of Just 17. I flicked to the problem page, and on the perimeter of the problem page are all problems about sex. And I knew she wouldn't think that was me. But right dead centre, right in the middle, was a problem entitled, Am I a Boring Square? She made me buy my fucking insult. <laughs> so I replied to her email. Now, you've got to be careful with this, you've got to be careful, because I might have misremembered things, I might have been overly sensitive at the time, but also I didn't want to give her anything that she could fling back in my face and say, you're wrong. So this is all I sent, just the one line. Hello, Lynn. To be honest, I probably won't reply any more fully than this, as I don't remember you very favourably. <laughs> If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>